The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Kington here with Jim Cramer, David Faber, the New York Stock Exchange. Futures have flipped between red and green this morning amid some reports of a hiccup in Brexit talks. Obviously, more bank earnings and the worst retail sales print in seven months. More data is on the way today. Europe's got some mild gains. The 10-year yield did hit 175 before that retail sales miss. Our roadmap begins with China trade concerns. Retail's biggest sales decline in seven months and corporate earnings in focus. B of A's rallying on a beat and futures. Futures point to a muted open. Plus capitalism under fire a bit. Democratic presidential hopeful square off and they're taking aim at big business and personal wealth. And billionaire Mark Benioff will join us at Post 9 this morning. We'll talk tech regulation, capitalism, IPOs and who he is eyeing in the 2020 race. Stocks are on track for a modest open a day after the Dow closed above 27K for the first time in almost a month. S&P finished just shy of 3,000. Meantime, B of A beats the street with its quarterly results. And on the economic front, as we said, retail sales were down three-tenths in September, Jim. Revisions were better. Uh, Gas stations down seven-tenths. People say maybe this has to do with gas prices. Perhaps it does. Uh, When I take a look at what's going on, if you read between the lines for Bank of America, which is just a gigantic bank, a gigantic consumer bank, they're talking about 5.7% growth in consumer spending year to date. I wonder whether these retail numbers are accurate. I tended to wanted to believe in them, but I I find it hard to believe that you could have Bank of America showing this level of growth. And Bank of America is, I think, representative of our country uh, versus the retail sales. Uh, maybe the retail sales do not capture what they used to in the numbers, because that's a tremendous disparity, gasoline or no. Hard to believe. You know, you would like to see with the changing met- uh, how they go about measuring, certainly given the significant right. changes that are taking place in the way that Americans buy things. Yes. But I would have to admit, I, believe, I know at this point they are accounting for online and things of that nature, Jim. There's are no they? doubt that they're missing that. Are they? I don't know. The ad- Let's see what the Adobe numbers are. Adobe now keeps track of all commerce, right. including e-com. Uh, I think e-com is harder to track. Uh, there are so many different ways and outlets with, that companies uh, that you buy things from. Uh, when you look at it's almost like that's a mall number. Uh, mall number plus club. Because holy cow, look at Target, look at Walmart, look at Amazon, look at Costco, look at Home Depot. You are seeing spending that's the best in years. Why is that? How can you... Well, but those are... Those are- you know, market share dynamics potentially at work. We were doing prints of four tenths, five tenths, four tenths, eight tenths all summer long. Well, I mean, I know that there's a propensity to believe that the, what you saw last night, what you see in the papers uh, is cutting back spending. But J.P. Morgan had an exceptional number yesterday for consumer spending. And they're talking about, you know, a, a gigantic you're talking about like a gigantic amount of consumer spend. Uh, Goldman not as important, but Goldman had tremendous numbers in the credit card. They would argue that uh, they're a big factor. They're not. The well spending was pretty darn good. 
City spending was good, particularly on the credit card. I struggle to find of the companies that I follow anything that is anywhere near that retail sales number, whether it be retailers, or whether it be banks. Right. I, I, I don't know how to rectify. I can't. I, I just can't reconcile. I cannot reconcile these numbers. And I know that we can listen to people who in the previous show talk about Federal Reserve and Commerce Department, get the numbers. I deal with the reality of bottoms up, and bottoms up is much better than that number. I, I, yes, there are, you, you, you can back out Sears and Kmart. I don't care. Uh, I just, and you can also say that autos, not that great. But these are real numbers that I'm giving you. And the real numbers require making a mosaic of what's going on. And the mosaic is, it involves banking and retail to a level that I can't ignore. Yeah, uh, all fair. Although this morning there's an interesting dynamic, at least in the research that I've noticed, Jim, and I'm sure you have too, which is there seems to be some analysts who want to temper the prospects for growth companies. Yes. And you mentioned Adobe, of course, in terms of their numbers, but I, you know that, that downgrade today from city, lower growth, margin visibility takes them to neutral. Workday uh, over at uh, uh, Evercore, a lot of positives, but adoption remains an evolution, not yet a revolution. Right. Uh, Morgan Stanley, tougher road to large opportunity on Slack. So, they yes. also take a breather on service so now. And I'm just wondering, is there an underlying tone here that perception of growth is changing? We've been talking about it, but now maybe it's... I, what do you mean? There's no perception. Hours worked has fallen. Wage growth is rolling over. The payroll average is down. I mean, it's not, this is not coming out of nowhere, Jim. But then how can Target be at 111? How, how can Walmart be challenging all-time highs? I mean, Well, Bill Gross would say, uh, what, a quarter of the gains this year have been because of falling rates? Well, I, I mean, I'll take wherever I can get it. <laughs> I, I, I do worry what David's talking about is the idea that the companies that sell it at 30, 40, 50 times earnings or have no earnings are really, at, they're falling, and they're falling. I mean, you know, to back up what you said, David, the workday number, uh, price target, say, for instance, is a good example. Stiefel goes 210 to 180. Why? Slowing human capital, moderating their core business. Uh, when you look at Adobe, I mean, they're talking about their commerce business simply not being that well. You know, commerce business is a huge part of the business. Service now, I, I guess it's just, you know, catching up to how it's expensive. I mean, the, you're, you're back trying to reconcile Microsoft and be buying Microsoft versus I mean, it is, but these SaaS companies. I the mean, SaS companies. Right. Let's, well, we have Benioff. And we do. I mean, we've got the man himself to right. talk to about it. By the way, the stock has not done particularly well. It trades well below the group now, he in would terms say, of its multiple. It's undervalued, many would say. But what do you do to fix that, right? Well, uh, I've got to tell you, this market likes the lowest multiple stocks, with the exception of the autos. You look at Micron. Loves Mike Ron, remember at bottom 42, 43, right when he, he came on, doing the road to came on. It, it, they, they like Texas Instruments. This market likes J, uh, J&J, which is, by the way, sells at 15 times earnings. And boy, does it love J.P. Morgan City. Worth noting. Very important. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, got to keep one eye on the debates last night. Healthcare breaking up big tech, taxing the wealthy. Those were among the topics Democratic presidential candidates did debate last night in Ohio. Here's how Senator Elizabeth Warren defended her plan to tax the wealthiest Americans. I'm really shocked at the notion that anyone thinks I'm punitive. Uh, look, I don't have a beef with billionaires. My problem is you made a fortune in America. You had a great idea. You got out there and worked for it. Good for you. But you built that fortune in America, I guarantee you built it in part using workers all of us help pay to educate. You built it in part getting your goods to market on roads and bridges all of us help pay for. You built it at least in part protected by police and firefighters all of us help pay the salaries for. And all 
I'm saying is you make it to the top, the top one-tenth of one percent, then pitch in two cents so every other kid in America has a chance to Senator, make it. thank you. That's Secretary what Castro. this is about. Jim, you were, I would say, fired up on Twitter uh, last night and this morning. Well, I just feel they got to distinguish between what I thought was actually reasonable so-called assault on billionaires. One of them was up there, Tom Starr, uh, versus this rhetoric about prosecutions uh, of drug executives. I mean, they mentioned J&J. You want to prosecute Alex Gorski? I mean, wow. I mean, that's, you know, that's a show trial. Alex Gorski, show trial, J&J. The Great American Company. I, I, I heard it. I, I, I'm astonished. I don't want to hear that. Okay, break up the banks. Well, you know, the government put together the banks. I mean, do we need to break up the banks? Bank of America too powerful? I see no. We have so many more banks in this country than any other country. It's remarkable. I, I, it's big tech. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg, I mean, he is a pinata. Uh, Amazon, how do you like the way that Elizabeth Warren quoted the 47% Amazon versus saying that Walmart never got near destroying small business like this? I, I, I think Amazon Web Services in many ways powers small business. So I, I think that the rhetoric about, about attacking the companies that we follow versus a very reasonable uh, d- negotiation with the billionaires who should give money back versus like giving it back charity. These are two different things. But when I heard the J&J thing, I just, I shot off a memo to J&J. I said, I, I, this is America. You can't prosecute Alex Gorski criminally. Right. For what? For, for 1% of opioid, of which was all prescribed? You, is that the way our country's headed? should point out as well this morning, there's a lot of different news on potential opioid settlements involving both the drug distributors, the Jerusalem Post also talking about Teva, close to a potential settlement, J&J involved, separate obviously from what they were talking about last night, but important for the performance of those stocks. But I do wonder, Jim, whether some of this just goes back to to the lack of prosecution during the banking crisis. Most definitely. I mean, I think, and by the way, that did come up, which is the idea, we dropped the ball against the people who really almost wrecked our country. Again, this is going to be a great discussion with Mark Benioff. I agree with you. This is a, a, an, a rear guard assault on what should have happened. And there are executives, I don't want to mention names, whom I thought should have been criminally prosecuted, but, got, but skated. They did skate because that Justice Department, the Obama Justice Department, failed. And I, I, you know that there are, there are whole books written about how they failed. But I just felt I, I finished and I said, geez, I, I really like a lot of these candidates, but they have got to stop talking about how business is the center of all evil. Well, business they, is the greatest probably, platform for change today. They probably will stop once we get past. We're, we're in a primary season. I you know. know that. I mean, look, I think it's interesting that Bernie Sanders is a socialist. So what do I expect? Socialist. So what do I expect? He is. Rhetoric that he's a capitalist. I mean, he's actually a stated socialist. Like. You know, the great socialists of France during the day. I live in a, uh, a communist. I have a house in a communist regime in Italy. It's communist. It's called a commune. You know, it's different. I mean, they come in, they tell you what to spend. They tell you what to do. They take your money and they say, hey, what'd you think? What'd you think? It's communist, for heaven's sake. I mean, socialist is a little bit better. Right. At least they don't and, tell me what the crop I have to might grow. be even better than that. But it is not as though we're not going to have a debate coming up in this election about sort of the future of capitalism. Mr. But, Benioff is going to speak to that. He does in his book as well. Do you think Senator Warren um, is against capitalism? I, I no, I don't. I, need I, it. I don't. I, I but don't I do think she wants to change it in a substantial way. It's so interesting too. You know, I've met a couple of people who were her students at UPenn Law School. Yeah. 
and they're, they are, she was their favorite. And they're like, we don't know who this person is. People at Harvard, has Harvard Law, say, can you believe? You know, 30 years ago. So. Yeah, the Consumer Protection Bureau, she's very important. The people I know are from, uh, from Texas. People I know from Harvard, they all say, hey, great professor. Exactly what you said. Great professor. Uh, in terms of reasoned analysis, I mean, maybe you have to do this to get the nomination. I know a lot of people just say, I said, dinner, I was at a party last night. We said, will she move right? Will she move right? Will she move right? Well, she can't tap right when Bernie Sanders is out there raising a ton of money. Uh, That's exactly what's happening. Uh, Meanwhile, the reaction this morning, uh, Lee Cooperman on Squawk saying that the market has another leg up left in it, maybe 10 percent over six months, but did talk about the risk of a President Warren and Sanders. Listen to that. If the president resorts to putting on another round of tariffs, that probably increased the probability of recession. And if we have a recession, the market drops at least 25 percent. If Elizabeth Warren is elected president, in my opinion, uh, market drops 25 percent. Bernie Sanders, same thing. All right. So echoing what he said at Delivering Alpha right. a few weeks ago. Right. I mean, look, Bernie Sanders, if you read his platform, one of the first things he says is a trillion dollars in buybacks. That's got to end. Now, if you look at the numbers of city. Uh, the numbers of Bank of America, which they bought back a gigantic amount. When you look at the numbers from, uh, from J.P. Morgan, the first thing you would say is the biggest reason why they made so much money is the buybacks. Johnson Johnson, gigantic buyback. If that ends, I can understand what Lee is talking about. Uh, you're still going to have dividends. Uh, but also Lee talked about how the stock market is really the, uh, the residence of rich people. So once again, that's a continual theme. Uh, and therefore, it's almost like they wish it would go down. They just because rich people, that means you cut a check to the government for uh, what you made in the market, and that's about it. Right. Well, the run-up in the 90s helped actually with the budget deficit. Yes, given, it did. Given the capital gains taxes. Yes, it did. Many of us have come back to that perhaps as being a more uh, favorable way to go about trying to deal with income inequality, which continues to worsen and is driving so many of these different debates. Wouldn't it just be so simple to say, look, let's go back to where, and I know Elizabeth Warren dances around this, but let's just go back to where ordinary, uh, capital gains are taxed the same as ordinary income. I mean, look, I've been in a ton of regimes where uh, capital gains were because of there were problems where you could switch ordinary income into capital gains in 84, where they changed the law. And it was Ronald Reagan. So I agree with you. I mean, I think that these guys are all overcompensating, it, you know, trying to make it so they don't win the billionaire's vote. I mean, they're not going to get Bezos' vote. But I mean, what they're looking at, again, to reference Benioff, because I'm really hyping this interview, you know, you're talking about 27 people who own the world. It's not many. Right? 27. Half the country owns no stock or mutual funds at all. Well, I mean. Most people can't get past a $400 emergency bill. Well, done. Look, do you, should we go back to the Lenin? I mean, I look like Lenin, but I don't think like him. Uh, we never, Lenin was not a part of our history. No, but so Lenin basically yeah. really equalized things. Hey, Mao equalized things until they no, went nuts over there. Americans, as far as I'm aware. So. Well, that's just. So, uh, we, well, I don't know what we go back to, but no. David, the people united will never be defeated. Uh, when we come back, we'll get Kramer's mad dash. She'll count down to the opening bell. Also ahead, a clue that was highlighted on last night's Jeopardy. We're going to show you that moment. And then later, as we said, Salesforce chairman and co-CEO Mark Benioff, who's out with a new book. Take a look at the futures here. We'll get to Amazon, Adobe, UAL, and, of course, big night tonight with Netflix and IBM. Don't go away.
Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Always like the whistle there. Steve Miller? Yeah, Steve Miller. Um, and not the guy who's... Not the uh, guy, yes. Yeah, not Steve. The Steve right. Miller who's dealing with Purdue No, Farmer the space right cowboy, Steve Miller. The, one, the man who's pompous, right? Yes. He speaks to the pompous of love. <laughs> All right, let's Try Googling pompous. It doesn't come up. Let's get to a mad dash for uh, also what we call hump day hump here day. at uh, Squawk on the Street. Yes, we do. Um, United Airlines. Okay, uh, in keeping with this notion that you brought up, the high multiple stocks are, are really under a big salt. This is a very low multiple stock, and yet it reported an incredible number. They put back, uh, for, they have 389 million shares five years ago. They only have 256 now. Remember the days when they had to issue shares constantly because they were doing so poorly, traffic up 1.9%. They raised numbers. Uh, they thought they could earn about 1050. Now it's 11 and a quarter at 1225. David, what kind of the buyback is 50, is 50% lower than where the stock is. So uh, Oscar Munoz, just a fantastic interview with Phil LeBeau this morning. This one has to be bought. Uh, and, and there were, look, the max came up, 737 max, and you could argue that it's distorting everybody's numbers and fuel's a little bit higher. But David, this is a really inexpensive stock versus, say, Workday, versus Day Service now. And that's what those stocks, the money's coming out of those and looking for a home. This is one of the homes. Well, that's an important trend that we have been noting for some time, but also wondering whether or not it's going to reverse itself. Because it It always seems as though growth somehow finds a way. Well, then the numbers come out. The numbers are extraordinary. And we say, what the hell were we thinking dumping these stocks? Uh, Those are stocks that are momentum. These are not momentum stocks. And there's so much money that's pegged to momentum. But, David, the momentum guys have been saturated with really lousy IPOs. And one of the themes about the banking stocks yesterday is uh, they all kind of say that there's still a window that's open. Uh, but then they talk about WeWork. I mean, Goldman's uh, call was about $80 million exposure. We were, yeah, they, they still claim that they're up. Down. And they were, listen, their numbers when it came to underwriting equities where they're still number one. They were still number one. Not, but we're not great. No. We're not um, well, great. look, I think we're kind of, the window is not as open as these guys say. Right. David Ouvre La Fenetra, not. I remember that from my French class. Here it is. Here we go. Pompidus of love. Yeah. Some people call me, you know what they call me? Maurice. No, they call me Maurice because I speak in the Pompidus of love. All right. We got a lot more. uh, We got a lot more songs from the uh, spinning DJs back at our HQ on Squawk on the Street and an opening bell. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. 
Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Busy Wednesday morning as bank earnings continue. We're watching the Brexit discussions in Brussels. Uh, reaction to the debate. You got China, more Fed speak and data today. The opening bells in about six minutes. You're watching CNBC Squawk on the Street, live from the financial capital of the world. The opening bell in three and a half minutes. A busy day. It is so good to have Kramer back at the desk because people have been asking some big questions, Jim. Sure. Has the 10 years gotten back to 175? What does this do? Is this a P&G market or is it turning back into an NVIDIA market? That P&G's had really gotten hit. If you, know, if you talk about the 120s to 117, I think that everything's day to day. Uh, it, there is a propensity to try to go for lower multiple over high. I want to uh, correct something I said last week about Apple uh, in terms of the uh, back order watch uh, not being out of it. You have to understand that I, I'm confusing uh, anecdotally back order. I was up at Apple's story last night to try to clarify things. There are just certain issues. There are certain products that are on back order. And that is surprising. Uh, when I speak to the managers there last night, the 11, there are certain uh, 11s that are on back order. Again, I don't want to, you know, I want to don't, I don't want to conflate back order with, uh, with out of. Uh, back order meaning you can't, there's many stores we can't get it, both in New York and Brooklyn. But I shouldn't, I should not have generalized that way. Because, but then again, look at the stock. The stock is reflecting that the 11 is a huge hit. Just a huge hit. And it's also reflecting that the watch is doing better. It's really reflecting service revenue. But look, Starbucks, what are they? They're throwing stuff at Starbucks in Hong Kong. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? But Abbott is, I mean, Apple's a great example of what I regard as being a low multiple stock that's getting a, high, getting a higher multiple. And Workday and Neil Bushry, whom I love, gave you a lot to not like about Workday. And I had said in advance uh, in my game plan that Workday would have a good conference, good, uh, good uh, session there, and I was wrong. Um, yeah, some mixed, mixed takeaways, I guess, to be fair, from the, uh, from the Workday analyst meeting, right, Jim? Yeah, I mean, look. You got a down. I think you got a couple. Yeah, you got a downgrade today. I talked about it earlier, um, but it's also getting lumped in with this overall. Well, you can see the stock. That may less lack of uh, lack of love for growth, right? Yeah, now. I mean, let's buy growth. Look, when we look at the growth of Bank of America, I mean, just consumer spend five point seven percent versus two percent GDP, almost triple. I mean, I'd rather own that stock than it would work day. I never thought I'd say that, but you, you, the multiples are, are insanely low for the banks, and I guess the multiples obviously reflecting perfection on the software as, as a service stocks. People would seem to prefer Oracle, which is in a claymation death match with Mark Benioff, who, you know what, we're going to have on the show. But take a look at CRM stock, though, over the course of the last year, because it has not been a good performer. But it's up like 8,000%. So oh, yeah, over, but over time. Without a doubt, you've won. I've owned this stock. But how about the difference but, between the Microns and Skyworks Solutions and the Salesforce and the Workdays? 
I mean, ever since Micron reported and it plummeted uh, and then came back up, it has been the clarion call to own the semis. And let's not forget my dog. Right? There's, Look at my dog. There's, there's a lot of Salesforce, which shows you how it's leveled off over the last uh, couple of years. Yeah, well, I, I still would rather be long that than, uh, than uh, Bethlehem Steel, which doesn't exist anymore. Uh, I, I, I just think that the classic manufacturing stocks deserve to be uh, down, and yet they're coming back. Cummins is breaking out. Deere is breaking out. Th- those don't really make a lot of sense to me. Uh, but the optics of the world are coming down. The high multiples coming down. There's the opening bell on the S&P 500 of the CNBC Real-Time Exchange. At the big board, it's New York Magazine celebrating the 21st annual New York Taste Culinary Event taking place on Monday at the NASDAQ Veer Biotechnology Clinical Stage Immunology Company. There's a deal, a potential deal this morning. What? A company, Tech Data, uh, a, a, a deal talk from Apollo at about 1.30. I had Tech Data on a couple, I don't know, a month ago. That company is on fire. That is ridiculous. You're not going to get that for 1.30. Let's watch that. That is a very inexpensive stock. Now, that's a supermarket of tech. Uh, they handle everything, anything you need as a wholesaler. I don't know if they have NVIDIA. I'm picking on NVIDIA because that's my dog, David. I don't know if you know that. I'm aware, yes. Well, what's your dog's name? Is your dog Texas Instruments? No, my dog's name's Scoop. What? Scoop. Well, why don't you call him Slack? He's an underperformer. Do you guys see the Goldman conference call at one point where Solomon is talk- he talks about direct listing and how it's questionable? No kidding. <laughs> questionable? I mean, how about horrible? It's not good for his business. Mr. Gurley would uh, have some uh, from Benchmark, Bill Gurley, who's been the uh, proselytizing, let's say, for direct listings. Proselytizing yes. for lower prices. Yes. New- Other than Elizabeth Warren, who else has got that gig going? I don't know. Actually, Bernie Sanders was... Boy, he... Back to Bernie. Well, because like Bernie's like he's. I was waiting for him to say, "Listen, stocks stocks must fall twenty five percent under my regime. Uh, just raise the darn capital gains and get rid of the carried interest, and you'll accomplish what you want." But he, he really, again, I, it, we don't want show trials of executives. It's just too uh, darkness at noon. It's Arthur Costler. It's, it's Stalin. It's, um, it's, it's let's come back to uh, well, something that was discussed during the debates. But let's talk about the stock market ramifications for all of the different news about potential opioid litigation settlement. Oh, I'm all over that. That, uh, that we're hearing about. Um, the drug distributors, for example, and here I'm talking about McKesson, Amerisource, Bergen, and Cardinal Health of course, the three big distributors, uh, in talks to settle for $18 billion, according to a number of reports. I don't have any of this confirmed separately. Right. This is relying on, I think it's the journal in this story. Um, you've got Teva as well, potentially, trying to settle. Right. You've got the Ohio trial about to begin. Yes. Jury selection, I think, today might start as soon as next, early next week. And that's where you've got a lot of these cases consolidated, remember, with all the plaintiffs, which are not just states here, but local uh, municipalities, local uh, governments as well that have been so hard hit by this horrible crisis that has gripped our country for the last, well, 10 years. Hundreds of thousands. thousand deaths. Yeah. Um, separately, you've got Purdue Pharma, which filed bankruptcy and is trying to get the states, all the states on board with its plan to offer as much as 10 to $12 billion. And J&J also, which you follow so closely, right. Jim, also trying to pursue that. By the way, did you see the judge said he did the math wrong in that other case where they awarded them 500 and something million and he lowered it by 107 million? Yeah, this, did the that's math funny wrong. accounting. Now, 
Uh, the $4 billion number, J&J, cannot be confirmed. I want to make that really Wait, clear. Wait, what $4 billion number? $4 billion that, that J&J might pay in a settlement, not be confirmed by anybody. Okay. All right, so I don't know where it got. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. The Missouri court that awarded a gigantic sum on the Taft litigation, they have been, uh, that's uh, the... Uh, that's separate that, from opioids. Right, but the, court, now Taft, but the court above it right. has uh, been ruling in favor of, of J&J. The appeals court. I want to emphasize that when you see those gigantic verdicts uh, where the plaintiffs win, they tend not to win as big right. when it gets to the. Meanwhile, you weren't here yesterday when what, the what reported earnings, which were well received. The earnings were terrific, yes. but it's the first time the medical device segment was good. But I, I have to tell you that it's a. They talked about how, oh, geez, that the plaintiffs have spent four hundred million dollars to find plaintiffs. More than a thirty billion dollar industry. Right. I mean, I would love to own stock in a plaintiff law firm. Of course, you're not allowed to in this country. But wow, there's those guys are making a killing. Yeah. Here's another company making a killing. It's doing really well. Huawei. It's a growth company. Huawei doesn't trade. I'm just pointing it out. Steve Bannon wanted so to do far, something so on So far, them. this ban doesn't seem to be 24 percent year over year increase in revenues at Huawei. They're selling an awful lot of handsets. Number two to Samsung. Right. Um, and they that, seem to be getting what they need. That's a great point that you bring up. I and mean, there's a, a moment in, uh, there was an upgrade about NVIDIA yesterday and talk about NVIDIA is not able to really sell in as much as they would like. Uh, they this own, is the, the BAML price target yes. to 250 Yeah. But they talked about something. When I went out to see Jensen Wong, he was talking about uh, being able to mimic voice, and it was really incredible. I, I came on, and I said, you know what he can do? You, this is when you can say, get out of town. And it's able to recognize that it doesn't mean, David, you must go over to, to Camden, New Jersey. It means, hey, the computer can actually figure it's like, oh, he doesn't like that. Natural language processing. Natural yes. language. Go jump in a lake, David. Well, it's like the Manchurian candidate. You don't go Happy to... Happy birthday, Angela Lansbury, by the way, today. Oh, yes. my. 94. 94. When she was wearing that card, that queen, wow. Lawrence but you're, you're right Lawrence about Harvey. language processing. Bamel argues this is the next it is. chapter in AI. It would go into back of a- at a rapid rate. There's actually an interesting New Yorker article on this very subject as well this week about Google, and it's able to finish, uh, finish sentences for well, you. This bank, is separate but similar. Bank of America. Uh, because of AI and what's going on. There They're are a huge number of people enormous. using Bank of America voice. Right. You know, send money this way. Send money that way. The advance, it's, it's way it's beyond Moore's Law. It's Way you? beyond Moore's Law. In well, NVIDIA struck Moore's Law a long time ago with GPUs. Yes, it is frightening to me. It is. But, but to David's point about 5G, here's Ajit Pai, uh, chairman of the FCC, just a few minutes ago. If this is how China's willing to use its leverage over basketball, imagine what would happen if we let Chinese companies' equipment into America's 5G networks. Wow. I mean, I know that there's a fantastic... We're not putting Huawei Brian, out of you business. See, do you see Brian Sullivan? out of business at a 25%, 24.5% no, revenue. You want to buy some stock in that? No, Brian Sullivan doing a terrific special about rare earth minerals and how much the rare earth minerals go into our defense. That's, that, that's suboptimal. That's suboptimal situation. Yes, we're going to have to make them less rare. Do you think that? Places. Do you think that Russia is a greater opponent to our country than China? I think. Well, do I? Yeah, you. Well, no, I'm asking. I'm asking you on Jeopardy. Uh, I what think is they're it? both significant uh, foes in you, certain areas. The Russians, uh, more so in our 
in our face in terms of geopolitics. Yeah, they seem to fill in pretty quickly there. There's a yeah, book. They did. They moved in very quickly. Yeah. Um, there is, uh, we can ask Benioff, well, what, am I endless in my hype for that? He yeah. has discussed privately the notion of, uh, 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 of what the Chinese could do to us if they decided, boom, you know what, we're going to make it so that we're in their defense. We're doing all the things we want. And meanwhile, hey, listen, if you're talking to your PC, if you're talking, you know your PC hears you now, right? If you have that. Well, the Chinese have been bugging my PCs ever since I did the counterespionage, the, uh, you know, uh, the documentaries eight years ago. How could they not? Yeah. They, How could they, they not? They, they have me fully. They, they should, David. I mean, they they, you are subverted. They bored with me, They though. should be all over. Like, I think they, they have a LeBron. By the way, uh, China was mentioned four times in the debate last night. Four times. Well, that's pretty light coverage for what some argue is the existential story for our two countries in the next generation. Uh, yeah, they're... They're not really up to speed on everything uh, when it comes to knowledge of China and our. Do you have any thoughts, by the way, on where we stand in terms of the actual talks and whether or not phase one is going to happen or they're going to follow through on this okay. $50 billion uh, it's, it's number in agricultural you, you, purchases you that the president this, keeps touting? Did you know that, Hong, that they were going to, in the House, put through a... A, a, a Hong Kong resolution the way they did? An Adam Silver Hong Kong resolution? It's, of course, the NBA commissioner. You know, I got a book from Mark Benioff a few years ago called Ghost Fleet, which talked about the idea of China influ- really influencing all of our military in a nefarious way. And I never forgot it. And it's always scared me. Uh, now, I know we have a million things to talk about with Mark Benioff, including the underperformance of his stock, but I do think that he scared the bejesus out of me with this book that he told me to read. Uh, Mark is, he is everywhere right now. And there was a tree. By the way, the book is sold out. Uh, so, yeah, good. Yeah, it's sold out. Hmm. Monica Langley helped. I don't know if you knew her from the Wall Street uh, yeah, Journal. I saw her last Monica night. She was a long-time reporter at the Wall Street Journal, and then she went over to uh, Salesforce, and she's a co-writer on well, this. Well, that's one of the reasons why it's such a good read, along um, with, by the way, Jim Stewart's deep... Langley's amazing. Uh, there are a lot of people uh, who are really... The, the, the old... Deep State seems to be sold out by a Pulitzer Prize winning... Uh, Deep State, Elton John. There's... I think it's great that people... How about Pharaoh? Way to go. And they're reading books still. The e-reader thing didn't really become the threat everybody thought. I mean, I know people read their books still on Kindles. And you know, it has, it, it's, it's tempered. I like to read books. Don't yeah, you? I think yeah. that people are back reading books after a hiatus where, I mean, the millennials, when they're busy camping and taking cruises and taking pictures on Instagram, they now seem to be reading. It's astonishing. It's amazing. Maybe there'll right? be some bookstores that they can actually buy these books in. Um, guys, a couple of other news stories I just wanted to quickly hit. MGM Resorts, and MGM not doing much of anything, but they did announce this large deal yesterday after the close uh, to sell the Bellagio and another uh, hotel. Right. The Bellagio in particular is interesting. Sale lease back to uh, Blackstone. It's four and a quarter billion dollars, and then they're going to lease back the Bellagio. Uh, of course, Blackstone, the largest single owner of real estate that's out there for the most part, and uh, um, that is something that had been anticipated by the marketplace. And so you see not much of a response there, at least in terms of a significant divestiture for well, them. It was and a he's paying almost $300 million. Well, Vici, to Vici Properties did that already and yes. kind of, you know, it's been a good return. Right. But that's, it, and it's, it's happened already. I mean, MGM, I think, has to get into gambling in a very big way. That's well, this will help. I mean, obviously, they're raising a decent amount of money that they right. can uh, allocate towards newer efforts in different areas. I think we'll be, as you just said. I, th- I think that there'll be tremendous gambling on uh, fantasy. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, guys. Uh, we're down 17, obviously, holding 29.90. Let's get to Bob Bassani this morning. Hey, Bob. Good morning, Carl. Uh, mixed open, but the banks are helping, and they're saying the right things about the consumer. That's the most important thing. Let's take a look at the sectors today. Uh, bank, again, KBE, to the upside. Most of the banks reporting earnings are on the upside today. Materials sort of mixed elsewhere. Healthcare. Tech's a little weaker. Some of the uh, software stocks are a little bit weaker. Uh, Adobe got a downgrade over uh, at City, Salesforce, Autodesk, also a little bit on the weak side. So it's software that's the weak part uh, of tech here. The banks today, numbers were mostly really good overall. Again, Bank of America, PNC, U.S. Bancorp trading up. Comerica is just about flat right here. But the important thing is, remember the U.S. consumer, the linchpin of the global economy. If they go south, Everything goes south. And generally, very positive comments on the consumer. We saw that yesterday with J.P. Morgan. But look at PNC. Loan growth was strong, they said, in both commercial and the consumer sectors. U.S. Bancorp said loan and deposit growth was solid. That's their words. And that mortgage revenues they singled out uh, were robust. That's their words. Remember, this is a big Midwestern bank here. Average loan growth has been good as well. Remember last year we were talking about average loan growth, maybe 2%. I, I used the word anemic a lot to describe it last year. It's better. Bank of America, PNC, Comerica, U.S. Bank up 4 to 6%. Uh, this is average loan growth, so it's a, a mix of uh, commercial and consumer. But year over year, these are good numbers. Uh, and uh, I think that's important. Then we have the other side of the coin, which was retail sales today. We got the September numbers, and I don't know what to make of this, and I don't know if anybody else does. The numbers were surprisingly weak, particularly for, like, building and materials that have been strong. Food and beverage have been okay, and non-store online down. I don't know what to make of that. My sense is this is probably an outlier. I think we need to just see some more data. Uh, some people have advanced the idea uh, that the purchases were pulled forward due to tariffs. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, August, remember, there was a lot of recession talk in August, and consumer confidence was weaker. That may have impacted retail sales in, in not so subtle ways. Overall, retail sales were up 4.1% year over year, not month to month. Four, those are good. That's the second best month of the year. August had really good back to school sales, it seemed to me. So I don't know. I think we should just sit, wait for more data on this. It's not impacting the retailers if you take a look that much. This is either side of positive or negative for all the big guys that matter, the Walmarts, Targets, uh, raw stores, if you take a look, Tiffany, uh, Gap, for example. This is either side of positive or negative. So this data is not impacting retail sales today. We'll keep an eye on that. Right now, Carl, the Dow down 16 points. Back to you. Uh, Bob, thanks. Rates are still a story. Let's get to Rick Santelli at the CME. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Carl, and rates continue to be even a bigger story outside the U.S. to some extent. Now, do keep in mind, the yield curve continues to steepen. Short maturities are down a couple of basis points. The long end is virtually unchanged. Look at a one-week chart of 10s. You can see we've been climbing. Now, it's a bit flat over the last couple of days, but we did close above 175. If you open the chart up to early July, you can see that 175 had some closes to pay attention to, but the big level through this really is the 190 level. If you look at a one week of boons, you can see a more aggressive, especially from a percentage basis, now hovering on the north side of minus 40, hovering around minus 39 basis points. Uh, that is the best closing level uh, should it close under 40 since the 26th of July. We'll call it a couple and a half months. And you can see on this July chart, last time we were at this level. 
And if we continue to monitor why rates are moving up more aggressively in Europe, it's most likely has a lot to do with policies of the past and potential changes to the policies for the future under Christine Lagarde. There's a lot of work being done in the U.S. about negative interest rates. San Francisco study quote in today's journal. But at the end of the day, just like QE, I think the Fed's protesting a bit too much. They could find all the research they want on negative rates. Countries that have suffered through it. Indeed, suffering seems to be the operative word. Finally, Brexit talk. Is it going to hatch before the 31st? Well, many believe so. The markets sort of believe so. Look at one week of the pound versus the dollar. It is the best level since mid-May. Carl, Jim, David, back to you. All right, we're going to watch those headlines, too, uh, coming out of Brussels this morning. If you did miss last night's edition of Jeopardy, there was a moment that is worthy of your attention. Listen very closely to the clue. TV morning shows for 400. The road in the title of CNBC's Squawk on the Street is this one, and they cover the day there from the opening bell. Ed. What is Wall Street? Yes. It's cool God, just to hear Trebek say the name of our show. Well, sure it is. Uh, look, I, I got thrown by road. I was like, what? We're, we're part of the firmament. I love being part of the firmament. I mean, it's good. It's just a good thing. They are, they are, uh, they've always, they're fans. They, they, they watch. How can they not be? And, I mean, look what we're uh, throwing We appreciate their attention. We're triple threat people. A song, right? We can dance. We can act. There isn't anything we can't do. We're Fred Astaire. <laughs> Ginger Rogers. She had to do everything he did. I, going Ginger, backwards. Ginger Rogers, very thoughtful person. Actually. When was what year was your appearance? Uh, that's a great question. It's got to be at least six years ago. Yeah. No, it's more than that. Years. Maybe more. Oh and my God! There's Jabbar. Oh at least my I was God. taller than yes. Dana. Um, Dana. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not necessarily <laughs> clear. Kareem. All right. What was it, what, what knocked you out, David? What did you get wrong? I got one thing wrong. What was that? But I won. It was the uh, it was the Hebrew uh, word for day. You missed a Hebrew word? Yeah, yeah well, you could see, yeah. Gag is into hate. Yeah, it was, it was, it was embarrassing. <laughs> that really is. But otherwise, I got everything else wrong. All right, well, good. That's the good. way to play it. Yep, I'm looking forward to coming back one day. Love you. Yeah. Yeah. Nice comments. When we come back this morning, uh, obviously the interview of the day, Mark Benioff with us here on set of Salesforce. We'll talk everything from IPOs to capitalism to China with the Dow. Down 28 to start this Wednesday. Don't go away. Later this morning on Squawk, uh, Under Armour CEO Kevin Plank and legendary entrepreneur Sir Richard Branson as they unveil uh, some new material regarding intergalactic travel. In the meantime, Dow's down 33. We'll get stopped trading with Jim in a minute. Time for Jim and Stop Trading. I expect to see some upgrades in Bank of America. I think it was really a terrific quarter. One of the things that really distinguishes is this is the tech company. Uh, very close, by the way, Bank of America. I mean, with uh, Salesforce. But you know, we're going to have a, a, a Mark Benioff on. Don't read the book now. Ready to read it beforehand. And one of the reasons I really like this is a Warren Buffett story. Warren Buffett has chosen to buy this one more than the others. And he's bought so much, but the company's bought so much that he actually has to petition the government to be able to buy over 10%. I think you'll get it because he's a passive stake. But I think his, his endorsement is really paramount on why I think the stock goes to 35. Uh, what do you think Buffett sees? I think he sees a company that is driven by technology that is winning over not just millennials, but uh, all ages because there's too many people on it. I think he sees this. I know that uh, this is, by the way, the 11. I know that I tried to get the Super 11. They were out of it. 
but there is just one store. Just one store. Um, they're not doing that well, please. I mean, there's not, you know, hey, don't want it, don't trend it. But I do think that the excellence with which they're approaching technology means a great deal. They can save a lot of money and the consumer likes it. Well, Berkshire owns a lot of Apple, too. You know, it's Does interesting, it? though. Berkshire itself is only up 2.7% this year. It has not been a good year. So and Years of underperformance. Well, yeah. For the greatest single investor. Why'd you have to bring that up? Why not? And the show on a negative note? I'm not necessarily well, only the happy show. Why'd you hey, trash Bank you know of America, America too? I'm just here to deliver the message. Don't pass right. judgment. By the way, uh, Tim Cook, no innovation whatsoever. That's why I took a picture at night of my wife, and it was crystal clear. And I have a picture of a volcano. I have to take pictures of church. This is it. But no, there's no innovation whatsoever, and it's too bad. Uh, there has been some work this week done on Apple and what comes next. If you look at a chart of their number of patents awarded, it's kind of flattened out over the last couple of years. Well, I'd like to see what patents were awarded at Oracle, what patents were awarded at Huawei. <laughs> they stole a lot they of patents. No patents. No. At I mean, Huawei. Look, I, I think that look, look at innovation. There's so much innovation happening at Apple. I, there's an hour and a half wait at the um, at the. 24-hour store in Apple, at least was last night. I want to qualify that. I want to qualify everything on the fact that the stock's greatest performer of our life. That'll not qualify, okay? You didn't do a uh, stop trading, did you? Do we miss it? Or you're, oh, did, you're hanging around. You're going to stick around. I did. I, By the way, after mind. the close, we may get the CBS Viacom proxy. I'm not going so anywhere. Sure you're ready to read that before David, we had money. David, we, we're bumping into our own show, so we have to go. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.